Cryptocurrent crew. Today we've got another exciting episode for you. Now it's going to be an interview from the Miami Crypto Experience. We had the MC Bank of Erica join us and y'all she is very impressive. She is very articulate. She has a very deep knowledge and understanding of the crypto space and does an amazing job of taking something extremely complex in crypto and making it very simple for anyone to understand. I enjoyed today's interview so much that I'm already thinking of ways that we can collaborate with Bank of Erica in the future. With that in mind, I hope everyone enjoys today's episode. Hey everyone, your host here, Richard Carthon. We're at the Miami Crypto Experience. Excited, of course, we have our COO, Stephen, with us. And we have Erica over here, who has been the MC of the Miami Crypto Expo and has been incredible. Gotten to learn a ton from you. One of the things that you brought up, actually, that I thought was really unique that I wanted to start at was, you said that you started in the aerospace and then somehow got into crypto. Can you, can you share that? story with us? Yeah. So actually I started off in like the Liberty space. So campaign for Ron Paul, when I was 19, I was a delegate in Washington state for him. It wasn't that hard. I know it seems cool, but it's like politics is all about showing up. Nobody else showed up. And I was a passionate kid, kind of like the passionate adult that I am now. And then after Ron Paul, I learned that the government was super corrupt. Like I, I we could go into it probably another time of, of the things that I learned about the back end ways that they do election fraud. You know, this whole election fraud thing that's happening now, it's not new. Like, it's really not new. It's been around for a while, but at least this time people cared, you know? So anyways, after that happened, I've always liked aviation. I've always liked airplanes. So I went to a school called Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. I have a degree in aeronautics. I have my private pilot's license. And then I started working for a huge bank in their aircraft leasing division. So buying, selling, trading commercial airplanes. It was like the top five aircraft lessor in the world. And it was a bank called CIT Bank. And CIT Bank had this CEO at the time. His name was John Thane. Now, John Thane is a legendary bankster, okay? He's a legend. Did the merger between Bank of America and Merrill Lynch. Makes $50 million. <laughs> Next week, Lehman Brothers falls, you know? And he just makes money. And he's now he's CEO of this bank that I'm working for. So one day, he uh, did a Q&A to everyone. And it was all the young new hires. And... He, I wanted to ask him a good question. So I like racked my brain for a good question. And I remembered Bitcoin. I learned about Bitcoin around the Ron Paul people, but it was like, you know, you just, I just brain dumped everything because I was so brokenhearted about how corrupt the government actually was that I was just like, I'm not even gonna remember this. I just forgot about it. And so it was that moment when I remembered Bitcoin. This was 2016, went back down the rabbit hole. It was fantastic. That's awesome. I mean, look, the fact that you have that deep origin story in the space is the thing that, I think everybody that's listening to this, the newcomers, the people that are just experiencing it for the first time right now, they're going to have those stories of their own. And I think that when we look into the future and we see at least the insane expansion that we've got right now in the space, more of like the stories like yours are going to keep popping up and it's just going to make for the most incredible narrative by the time that we get through it. So I, I want to kind of zig and zag for a second here because 
we're talking about a lot of those people and meeting those people right now at Miami Crypto Experience. And I really want to know, especially from your perspective as an MC, what's the experience been like for you? What do you think about what we're doing here? So Miami's community with Bitcoin is very, very deep-seated. So I used to have a Bitcoin center here in Miami. Unfortunately, we had to close down because of coronavirus. And so I think this is, I, I would really have to say, and I don't want to take all the credit because it's not just me, it's the entire community. But we would have events like almost weekly, right? Teaching as many new people as possible in English and in Spanish about Bitcoin. And so this is just like a grand extension of it. And so what I love about this conference in particular is that you've got a lot of city officials here. Like a lot of people probably don't know they're rubbing shoulders with commissioners. They're rubbing shoulders with people that that are from the mayor's office. The Fraternal Order of Police bought a batch of 20 tickets to this conference. I think if you see my group chat, I'm like, all the cops are in my room right now. Right? Like the the fire department, they all have bought tickets here. So there's a lot of city employees that are here. And I think that's what makes it most interesting is that the minds of these people are captivated by Bitcoin. And also, you know, being in Miami, Miami is a very international city. This is literally not the United States. You will probably not find like very few chain restaurants. Spanish is the main language. You cross the border into Broward and you're like, oh, I'm in America again. Right. Uh, And the reason why is because. Miami is like every single person that was allowed and able and capable of getting out of the failing currencies and the failing countries in South and Latin America, they came here, right? So you have a group of people that understand Bitcoin, not because they want to get rich, but because they don't want to get poor and they were able to escape their countries. And so when you tell them about Bitcoin, they either use it already to send uh, money back to their family or they understand it from the concept of hyperinflation because they've seen hyperinflation. Absolutely. And you, you brought up a lot of great points. And, and one of the things I've enjoyed about your MSync along the way, like there's a couple of different events that you've helped people bring on the stage. And one was when there was a debate between Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash versus BSV, which, you know, great job, by the way, uh, handling that fire. But you are very articulate and you do a lot with education with everything that you do. And that's what we're all about. We want to empower and make sure that everything is inclusive with the information that we provide. And, and, and like you said, from, from people coming here who understand like scarcity and, and the need for cryptocurrency and, and blockchain, one, one thing that you said that I thought was an excellent explanation of the internet, I, I just want you to, to spend two seconds on it because I think you did a great job. The seven layers of the internet versus layer one, layer two of what is now um, crypto. Would you mind to spend a little bit of time on that? I, th- I found it very fascinating. Yeah, for sure. And you know, this this seven layers of the internet concept also to me shows why proof of work really is the only system that is going to work, right? First of all, many people don't know this, but there are seven different layers of the tech stack for the internet that we use today. Now, most people don't know that, but you all use the internet, okay? And this is kind of how we view Bitcoin and the blockchain. The Bitcoin blockchain has one layer, which is just that core ledger layer. And the second layer that's being built on top of it right now is called Lightning Network. Uh, and Lightning Network is still being developed. It's getting better and better, but it is technology. You know, we, and it is technology of money. So we don't necessarily want them to rush the development of it. But this second layer of, of Lightning, what it's doing is it, it's bringing a level of anonymity back to Bitcoin, uh, which is great because Bitcoin itself is not really anonymous anymore. Not at all. Yeah. But I mean, just the concept of like, you know, there are seven layers to the internet. Nobody knows that, but we still use it. That's what's going to happen with blockchain. And and blockchain, some people see blockchain as the eighth layer, but I see it as a whole new tech stack. 
I mean, look, it's really interesting stuff. And I mean, I think that you also touched on something really core to what we've been talking about with our clubhouse sessions. Through the last couple of weeks, we've been really diving a lot deeper into the importance of these different models and experimenting with things like proof of network, proof of consensus, proof of stake. Can you like dive a little bit deeper into it as to why you personally think that proof of work is the only model that will work? So I, uh, proof of work is the only model that will work because if we tie it back to what we already know, which is this tech stack of the internet, that first initial layer is the physical exchange of these bits into, you know, internet, whatever, right? So that's why when you, when you see like the cloud and George Gilder has a book called The Fall of Big Data and the Rise of Blockchain Economy. And he talks about this concept where he says that... Um, the cloud, people think, oh, it's this ethereal, it's up in the sky, like, great, you know? No, it's rooms, computers, data centers running, using so much energy. But nobody pulls metrics and complains about that because, you know, freaking Jeff Bezos on the Washington Post are up there and they own that and they're not going to let that narrative of the like environmentalist attack their product. But it's the same product that Bitcoin offers where you do have computers that are running math problems that are necessary. Now, the reason why I think that proof of work is, and let me be clear, for money, I think proof of work is necessary because you need to have anybody in the world be able to plug in and access this, right? Now, proof of stake is probably a good option for maybe more protocol things, for more tech-based things, for specific situations. But when it comes to something that you want the entire world to view as money, as a digital gold, you want the ability and you want that barrier to entry to be fairly low. And that's proof of work. Absolutely. It's the most secure way to do it. And if you look at a lot of these new ICOs that have launched that have had some not great experiences, it's because they were built with a lot of proof of stake models that didn't add those extra layers of security that proof of work offers. But looking more granularly, I mean, we've now been here for, like, well, for some four days, but uh, for us, we've, we've been here for, 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 the, for three days, but a lot of amazing things has happened at the Miami Crypto Experience. You know, what are some of your most memorable moments? And even for tonight, we have some exciting things going to happen tonight. Can you kind of tease that up a little bit? Yeah, sure. So most memorable moments, I don't remember a lot of what happened. It just moved so fast, man. For me, my most memorable is just meeting some of, some of the girls, right? I love having women around. More women should be in the space. And I'm always like, ladies, don't you love purchasing power? Like what's going on? Like, so I'm like, you got to get Bitcoin. But the thing I love about Miami, and I'm sure you guys appreciate this too, is there's a lot of chicks out there, right? <laughs> Most Bitcoin conferences, not a lot of girls. But here, Miami, like they definitely come out. If you guys came out to the rave last night, it was a, a lot of like a lot of people. Super fun. Hopefully our Bitcoin friends found some friends in Miami. But keep your private keys private, guys. Just saying girls in Miami are crazy. Anyways... Um, but that's probably, I think my most memorable is like, I made a couple of girlfriends here that I think that I'm going to maybe hire or keep or something like that. We'll see. And then tonight is going to be really fun. I was actually really looking forward to tonight. So the crypto community, while we are like a group of super intelligent people, we're also creatives. We're also like the wacky artists and, you know, everybody has their own like side gig. So a bunch of people are coming together tonight and we're doing like an open mic night. So I've got like some, I think I have two comedians. I have somebody who's doing a skit, which, which they're going to have people fight in the skit. I, I personally am going to be singing a song that I wrote. Somebody else is going to be singing a song. Somebody else is going to rap. Like, so it's going to be pretty interesting. I actually have someone who's going to do a shamanic prayer performance. So yeah, let's see what happens. But to me, it's like, let us 
show our talents, right? And, and I, I really believe that that's something important that everyone needs to carry in life is if you have a talent, you are required to use it. Like if you know how to make money, you're required to make money because not a lot of people know how to. Some of the, the unhappiest people in the world are brilliant people who are poor because they don't know how to get outside of the system, you know? Or so if you can sing, if you have the ability to like create music for people, do it. And so I want to give the community because the community is fantastic in Miami. I mean, when I have an event, I have guys who carpool down from West Palm and they all drive down together. It's like really like, I love it. If you're in my chat room, you'll see people talk to each other a lot because they've all met in person multiple times, right? So I just want them to have a platform to be able to share what their talents are outside and of just being tech people. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. Tantra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S. except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse, the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up Because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. Yeah, no, I personally love that. And I think that the more that we start valuing what each of us brings to the table, it's only to make the community better, right? So while you have all this exposure to every single different talent layer that everybody here brings, we also know that you are multi-talented and we've clearly gotten into that already, right? The fact that, you know, you're a songwriter, you're an MC, you're a crypto genius. Help me understand your brand at the end of the day, because I want to like get our listeners a little bit more exposure to you and what you do on a regular basis. What are, what are your day-to-day talents? They refer to me as the Bank of Erica, Bank of E-R-Y-K-A. Find me on Twitter because they deleted me on Instagram. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a stupid story, but yeah, they deleted me on Instagram. So it's fine. I, I'm a little... I have like a Instagram, but I just never use it. And I only saved because E-R-Y-K-A is a little off. So I saved Bank of E-R-I-C-A just to keep it, but I never use it. It's just, why am I going to give Zuckerberg my data? He already deleted me. Like, thank you, because I was addicted, you know? But on a day-to-day, so I'm actually a, a venture director at a digital asset hedge fund. So Bitcoin hedge fund, mostly Bitcoin, but we do do other cryptocurrencies. It is offshore. So technically, like I'm not allowed to market and tell you guys exactly where I work, but it's great. And I like it because what's happened is that because of my exposure at the blockchain center, because I was so community focused beforehand, I know what a good project looks like and I have become this central point. But beforehand, I couldn't give financing. But now when I see a good project, I'm like, let's have a meeting. Like, 
Let's see if we can give you guys some dollars and make this successful. So that's kind of like my day to day. But on a personal level, I really, I mean, I used to do a lot of the retail market, teaching them about Bitcoin, a lot of 101s, a lot of city officials. Now, what I do is I teach mostly high net worth individuals. I still do a lot with the city, trying to make sure they all are very primed on this. But I still love the retail market type stuff. So just today, I gave away like like $40 in Litecoin mostly to cops. And I was like, Hey guys, I'm never going to get in trouble in Miami. Right. (laughs) And they're just laughing. But yeah. So I mean, I I love the retail market. And so if you go on my website, you can actually book time with me and I help people just navigate the crypto space. I don't give financial advice because I'm not allowed to, but people don't know how to send Bitcoin from one wallet to another. And that's what I like to help people with. And what is that website? Bank of Erica, E-R-Y-K-A.com. Perfect. And you know, one final like fun question I always like to ask is with the wealth of knowledge that you have right now, if you could take all of that and impart some wisdom, what's like one to three things you would tell yourself? Yeah. Back um, when you first got started, of course. Buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> but, um, when I first got started in Bitcoin, I would say for a while, I was really stuck on the maximalist thing. Didn't diversify at all. You know, and I, and I think that is a hive mindset. I don't think that it's actually proper. I think that none of these other coins claim to be sound money. And I think Bitcoiners need to understand that, right? Like Ethereum is not like I'm sound money. They're a dev tool for cool projects to be built on. Bitcoin is the only digital gold and that's not even disputed. But then you have these Bitcoin maximalists who get so furious at you. And and I understand there's a lot of scams in the system and it turns people away from Bitcoin and that's why they do that. But now that I know what I know, I definitely would have diversified into some coins that I know have done well earlier, right? There's that. The other thing is probably like free is never really free, right? And I like to tell people this because you use Gmail, you use G Suite and it's so convenient. And I actually really love it because it's so convenient. Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Calendar. But when you do that and it's free, we are the product, right? And so there is a reason why data is more expensive than oil and I'm not getting paid and you guys aren't getting paid, but we got to figure this out. And so I really like blockchain projects that are trying to solve that issue of bringing the data and the monetization of data back to the individual. Not that they're sponsored or anything, but if you can direct our listeners to figure out, you know, a little bit more about those projects, are there any that really stand out to you that you've been looking into that you think that they may find valuable? For social media? Yeah, specifically for social media. Okay, so one that I like is library, lbry.io. And the thing about them is that they're actually in trouble with the SEC, which to me shows they're doing good stuff. Okay. Um, And then like another one is uh, this DeFi platform that's being worked on right now with Adam Levine. If you guys know who Adam Levine is, he does the Let's Talk Bitcoin show. And he's been working on... It's not a DeFi platform. I'm sorry. It's an NFT platform. He's been building this NFT platform before NFTs were this huge craze. So I can't wait for his to get launched. Because all these other NFT platforms, they're doing one thing. They're like a one-trick pony type stuff. And they have not had the same issues, roadblocks, solutions that Adam has been building for years. So I'm really excited for his NFT platform to come forward. You can learn more about that at token.fm. I think it's token.fm. That's the website for that. And then I like Float. If I didn't say Float, Float is a great app. A lot of liberty-minded people on there. I hear that Minds is good. I, I don't use it. Minds.com? Yeah, Minds.com. Yeah, we actually had the CEO on the show a long time ago. Oh, cool. Very cool. You know, people, everybody's getting kicked off YouTube. Anybody good is off YouTube, most of them. So I really suggest that people go to BitChute. BitChute is not really like a blockchain platform, but they very are privacy focused. So BitChute is a great one. 
And then, oh, also, oh yeah, I haven't made it yet, but Twitch is built on VSV. And here's the thing, just that block size debate yesterday, my conclusion is Bitcoin is digital gold. Nobody's going to dispute that. Bitcoin cash is digital cash. Like I'd rather send Bitcoin cash than Bitcoin because the fees are just so high. You can't, right? And you just have to, right? And nobody's going to dispute that Bitcoin, that yeah, anyways, that the fees are lower. And then BSV is not money. Like it's not money. It's just not. And I don't even think anybody on BSV is saying that it's money. No. Yeah, it's it's a way to create platforms using the hashing network of the Bitcoin miners. And so Bitcoin, I mean, BSV has built multiple social media platforms and he named them from the stage yesterday, Twitch being one of them. They have a competitor to Instagram. They also have a competitor to YouTube that you can just build on BSV because the block sizes are large. It's not, it's not digital money. Like really, I would never use BSV and I would never tell anybody to use it as money, but it is a protocol layer that allows for us to disintermediate fucking Silicon Valley and all their, you know, profiting off my data. So... Well, look, I, I do need to ask one quick follow-up. And again, and it's only because I would be remiss not to ask this question because there's something missing from the debate. And I noticed it yesterday, and you've already mentioned that you gave it away to police. What about Litecoin? Where does it fit into the argument? The free market allows people to choose what they want to do, right? Litecoin is, is going to be there. I don't think it's going anywhere. But Litecoin is less expensive and faster than Bitcoin BTC. Even my my wallet app right now, it says high fees right now on BTC. So if I was going to send... I sent all the police like $5, right? It was, I think, a 10 cent transaction fee. And instantly, even before I took my phone away from them, because I had them do the exercise on my phone, sending it to themselves, the Litecoin already arrived. That just wouldn't happen with Bitcoin. And I don't even want that to happen with Bitcoin, right? Because Bitcoin is digital gold and gold is slow. Gold is hard to move. Let's just keep it like that. It's fine. We need to make sure that we have other alternatives because people still do need to spend the money quickly. And it doesn't need to be BTC that they use that for. I agree. I mean, you unpacked a ton of great resources for us. You added to the debate. So definitely appreciate that. You gave a reason for everyone that did not attend this event to come to future events. And actually, we had Wayne on earlier. So you already spilled the beans that yeah. they are coming back in October. So really excited for that. But Erica, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. And of course, for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Hoyas2022. Not only is this podcast educational, it's exciting and fun to listen to. I tune into every podcast and learn something new. Whether you've been in cryptocurrency for a while or are new to the space, you can always learn something from this podcast. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? 
Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.